favors and catch the exciting action of horse pulling skier. Now, if you can't make the event, you can watch it live on sharedmedia.com as we'll bring you the live video web stream. Our video web stream is sponsored in part by Bison Union Company, Sheridan Physical Therapy, First Bank of Wyoming, Simply Stone, and Range. Catch all the exciting action of Ski Joint in person or watch it on sharedmedia.com this Saturday, beginning around 9 a.m. Tell all your friends around the world at Sheridan Wild Winter Rodeo Week. Special thanks to Sheridan Travel and Tourism and the Sheridan Wild Rodeo Board. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you're just ready to make a change, come see what new and exciting options there are. Carpet Design also offers a large selection of discounted in-stock flooring. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. There's lots of fish under that ice just waiting for you, and they can be worth some cash. Get your rods and reels ready for the third annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmet Saturday, February 25th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for the largest fish, $300 for second place, $200 for third, and $250 tagged fish. Tickets available during Derby Day at the lake, also at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan, or online at SheridanRotary.org. And oh, by the way, helicopter rides will be available as well, weather permitting. Sheridan's Rotary Ice Fishing Derby at Lake DeSmet, Saturday, February 25th, brought to you by Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Precision Excavation, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson Megan Power Sales & Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Hammer Chevrolet, Elevate Financial, and Wyoming Aviation Association. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning. It is Valentine's Day, the day for the romantics. It's also a day to celebrate those who jump in those trucks and keep the roads open for us. From the big trucks on the interstate to the pickups keeping parking lots usable throughout the city, Sheridan Media sends out a great big thank you to all of you out there braving this right now. My first guest this morning is out in the thick of it right now as well and has been for a while this morning. Joining me from the road is Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen from the Wyoming Highway Patrol. Good morning, LT. Morning, Floyd. Glad you made it up to Sheridan this morning. Oh, it uh, it was a 45-mile-an-hour trip, sir, but we made it here. Uh, you know, I got to joking around with my news director last night that uh, if we ever want it to snow, all we got to do is schedule you for an appearance on the show. And uh, sure enough, we will get a storm every time. You notice that? <laughs> I know. I know. I think since November, it's been pretty consistent. It really uh, has. time I got to do this. But uh, I, I do appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are really busy out there right now. Um, and, and 
it's just what are the chances of the roads being closed pretty soon? So what we look at the most is visibility. Um, road conditions themselves, um, even though they're really slick, we're going to ask people to just take their time, take it nice and easy, go slow. The plow trucks are out there. They're trying to keep sand on the road. They're trying to keep the drifting down. Um, and, and they're going to continue to work on doing that, at least keeping a lane passable for traffic to make it through as long as visibility is good. Once visibility goes away and it makes it really difficult to see while you're out on the road, that will be the telltale sign of it being time to shut things down. So as long as we can keep visibility and the wind stays down, um, so far so good, Okay, we'll be able to keep the roads open. So really, that's kind of the determining factor for you folks. If you step outside and you, you can't see the end of the walkway due to the wind, you're probably not going to be able to jump on the roads that day. Um, on the digital speed signs, it's been 45 miles per hour this morning. Uh, can mm-hmm. Just to check, can people get a ticket if they exceed, if they exceed that speed in those zones? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. So when we put, started putting those in, the first area in the state that got those was the um, Elk Mountain area. We put those up. It's been, boy, quite a few years ago, um, over 10 years ago for sure, um, probably closer to 13 years ago. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we changed statute to reflect that um, any posted speed sign, regardless of it being an electronic sign or a black and white sign, um, is an enforceable speed limit. So, yeah, if you're exceeding that 45-mile-an-hour speed limit, um, you you can be cited for speeding just as if you were speeding um, during normal dry road conditions. All right. Now, that's something that uh, I've often often said. If you see it uh, posted, uh, that's the speed limit, folks. It's it's not a suggestion, and it's it's just safer for everyone. Make sure that you're abiding by those. Now, does it feel like the road has been closed more often this year than in the recent past? Man, I tell you what, this winter has been a rough winter statewide. Here, we're, we're no different than other parts of the state. We've had a lot of closures this year, um, and a lot of it has been that area around the Piney Creek Interchange, uh, the wind picking up right through that area, blowing snow around, especially in the evening hours when the, the sun has gone down. It's created very difficult visibility issues. We've had troopers drive off the road. I actually had a trooper the other day, last Wednesday, um, that was driving into the wind trying to keep his windshield cleared off, and the wind was blowing hard enough that it broke his windshield wiper off of his patrol car. Wow. With all the ice built up on his windshield wiper. So, yeah, um, that visibility is is a big issue, and especially in that area, um, how the interstate runs and the direction of the winds, it makes it really hard to see. Um, and, and people just driving off the road thinking that they're still driving on the road and can't see. So, yeah, I think this winter has been one um, that we haven't seen in a, quite a few years of just consistent snow and higher winds. Uh, so I joked with my wife the other day that, that we moved away from Rock Springs to get away from the wind. What's going on? I thought, I thought we got away from that. But uh, it has been it has been a pretty snowy, windy winter so far this year up here. It found you, sir. It it tracked you down and got you found. It did. Now, uh, you know, it is through that section of the road that you're talking about uh, going to and from work. My wife and I, uh, unfortunately, see, you know, the the accidents or the people driving off. 
And uh, I can testify to that as someone who's seen it myself. There's a lot of cars that go off the road right about that area. And uh, for those who may not know, what happened with that truck and trailer that's on the on-ramp out there? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure of the number of the exit, but it, it caught fire. Uh, been sitting out there for a while. Is it still out there? No, no, we got that cleaned up this weekend. Um, that truck had actually driven off the road, and the driver of that truck was rocking his truck back and forth and back and forth trying to get unstuck and generated so much heat in the hubs of those axles uh, that, that started a fire. And that's what caused the fire and ended up eventually burning up the truck. And then just our tow operators have been so busy and uh, trying to keep things cleaned up between here as well as up into southern Montana. They cover into that area as well. But it took us a little bit to get a company that could get out here and get that taken care of. Um, but we actually ended up getting a company out of Gillette that was able to come over here and pick it up this last weekend. So, so it is gone and out of there. Wow. Uh, it, a lot of damage done to that thing. And, you know, I can remember uh, being on long convoys and our motor sergeant would jump out at every stop and he would walk the line and just put his hand on the hub of every truck that he passed. And uh, so just in case uh, people think that's something that's unusual, it's actually not. Those hubs can actually generate that kind of heat quite easily. Uh, just kind of surprises me because it doesn't happen very often, uh, Hubs starting a fire like that. He must have really been rocking that thing. He was he was working hard trying to not have to pay for a tow truck to get his truck out. And <laughs> yeah. ended up causing a little more damage than I think he intended for sure. Now, uh, what have you seen... What are you seeing mostly right now as far as uh, weather incidents? Is it the cars in the ditches, people just kind of not knowing where they're, where they're driving due to visibility and they end up actually driving off the road, or are a lot of these the slide-offs? So, so this morning it has been slide-offs. It's been people losing traction on the road and sliding off the road into the ditch. That's been, that's been a big issue, and of the ones that I've gone to, the – the common factor that I've found in a lot of them is really poor tire tread. And I know you and I talk about this every year, every winter, about making sure that we've got our vehicles taken care of and that we're putting good tires on our cars that have decent tread. And I understand that tires are, are not cheap right now, and uh, that, that can be difficult to do. But keep an eye on your tires. Keep an eye on that tire tread and make sure that it's not just a highway tire either. That's siping those, those small little cuts in your tires that help provide that additional traction really make a difference. And that has been predominantly the biggest issue that I've seen is, is poor tire tread on the passenger cars. Now on the semis, that's just a really, really hard compound. And those, I mean, even, the, the best semi-tires out there, they have to support a lot of that weight. So it's got to be a really hard rubber compound. So they don't have near the ice traction that um, our passenger cars and trucks have. Wow. I didn't know that about those truck tires. I knew that they were made of something a little more stout. But, uh, yeah, having a hard surface against a hard surface usually doesn't play well. Yep, yep. And that's, that's what we've dealt with this morning. We had trucks that just couldn't make it up the Piney Creek Hill this morning. And we're blocking traffic. They just lost traction. And so um, a couple of the troops got out early this morning, um, got with some of our sand trucks, and were able to throw a bunch of a bunch of sand down in front of their tires 
give them a good run of sand up the hill, and we were able to get them going. So we got a couple of them going that way. We have a few that just slid completely off the road that we had to get tow trucks for. And so our tow companies are out working on getting those cleaned up right now as well. Wow. It's already been a really busy day out there, and the day's just getting started. It, it most certainly has. Now, when it comes to that sand and gravel, um, a lot of people, myself included, did not know that there is a a mix of some sort of uh, saltwater compound mixed in with that gravel uh, before they lay it down. It helps to break that up, correct? So it does a, it does a multitude of different things. Um, on top of, yeah, adding just a little bit of extra salt liquid, a salt brine liquid in there, um, that helps as well to try and break up that that ice underneath. But what it also does, especially in the wind, is it gives the sand a little bit of weight. So when you when you get that sand moist as it's coming out of the back of the truck and it's got a little bit more weight to it, it'll actually stay on the road. If you just put dry sand down in the wind, the wind will just blow that right off the road. So that's why those guys put that pre-mix is what they call it, or a pre-wet, excuse me, um, and they they are squirting a little bit of that, that brine mixture into the sand as it's coming out of the back. So it's getting that sand wet before it hits the ground to help it stay on the ground and not get blown off. And that stuff, uh, you know, I always feel like uh, we could always have more. <laughs> just let them know. They can open up the backs of those a little wider and just dump them out there. I do know that, you know, gravel on the road is not always a great thing, especially as once the sun comes out, starts uh, drying all that stuff up, it starts tossing rocks around. So make sure that as things warm up, you are watching the distance at which you're following some of these truck trailers and some of the larger vehicles that can toss those those rocks. Those things come at you about the same speed uh, as, a, as a real fast baseball thrown at your, your windshield. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a great point, Floyd. Um, as this starts to break up and, and we get dry roads, there's going to be remnants of that sand on the road. And, yeah, for sure, they will, they will wipe out a windshield in a hurry. Um, I, I tell people that all the time. It's usually good to wait to replace a windshield if you can until the springtime when the sand is pretty much gone off the road because if you replace a windshield today, it could easily be messed up tomorrow So just because of the material we're putting on the ground. You know, I think that's part of Murphy's Law. Replace a windshield. You're going to end up getting a star. Uh, Absolutely. That's just the way it goes. All right, when we come back, we're going to have more with Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen from the Wyoming Highway Patrol. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. The Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Are you looking for a rewarding career? Then Sheridan Memorial Hospital is looking for you to join our dedicated team. We have clinical and non-clinical openings, so you don't have to have a background in healthcare to help make a difference in our community. The hospital and our clinics offer great benefits, including medical, dental, and vision insurance. 
paid time off for vacations and illness, a retirement match, and tremendous opportunities for professional growth. Check out the careers page at SheridanHospital.org to see what's waiting for you right in your own backyard. Do you ever use words that you don't know the meaning of just to make yourself sound more photosynthesis? Well, at the Health Nut, you don't have to sound all that smart to feel better about yourself. You can do that at the Healthy Soup, Salad, Sandwich, and Smoothie Bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut on Sheridan's 5th Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. If you have a pet, you know they have your heart, which means every day is Valentine's Day. This is Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ Realty, and I am excited to sponsor the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest. Enter a photo of your pet or you and your pet in the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest online at SheridanMedia.com. Enter one time each day through February 24th, and the winner will receive $200 in chamber bucks. Enter now at SheridanMedia.com. At Prime Rick Motors, they recently had a customer stop in that had no trade-in because they wanted to give their car to their grandson for a graduation gift. Prime Rate's team went right to work, first determining what they had in mind and what Prime Rate had on the lot. He wanted a pickup. She wanted an SUV. In the end, they were fitted into a ute that fitted their lifestyle perfectly and was financed right there in-house, and they drove both cars home. Problem solved here at Prime Rate Motors Super Trailer Store, 2305 Coffeen Avenue in Sheridan. We're heating things up this month at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Today through Friday, February 25th, we're giving away $200 in gift cards each day. A total of $2,000 in gift cards this month. So come in and register today. In fact, you can come in and register every day. No purchase necessary. You can't win if you don't sign up. We're giving away $2,000 in gift cards at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Sign up today at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you've got somebody to share it with. And also, a big thank you to everybody out there making sure that the roads are clear and safe for us to drive on, as well as the parking lots, the roads in the city, and the troopers that are out there on the road right now, making sure that if you head into a ditch... Someone's going to be there for you and with you. And joining me from the road is Lieutenant Eric Jordson from the Wyoming Highway Patrol. The roads are bad. They're getting worse. Take your time this morning, whether you're in town or on the interstate. Slow and steady will win this race today. LT, uh, what should someone do if they find themselves slid into a ditch? Yeah, so... Um, first and foremost, I mean, if you, if you slide into a ditch, obviously just make sure everybody else is okay in the car. Um, and, uh, then I'd get out and assess what, what you've got going on there. Um, kind of figure out where you're at. And then once you've figured out exactly what you've got buried in the snow, can't get out, um, you know where you're at, then get a hold of law enforcement, um, contact law enforcement, let them know, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I've got going on. And then, um, if you if you want to make your own arrangements to get your vehicle pulled out of the ditch, um, by all means, do that. If it's something that, that you don't know who to call, you're not sure what to do about um, getting yourself unstuck, 
then we can help arrange that. We can get somebody out there to help get you out of there. Um, if you're going to end up leaving your vehicle, um, you've got family or friends that are going to come and pick you up because your car's stuck there, but you have somewhere that you have to be, that's fantastic. Just let us know that. Say, hey, my car's off the road here. I had to get somewhere. Um, so I'm letting you know this is where my car's at. Everybody's okay. We're going to leave the car there because we have to get somewhere, and we will have somebody that's going to come back out and pick the vehicle up for us later on during the day. Um, just communicate that with us. Uh, let us know what's going on, where you're at. And uh, uh, if, if at all possible, though, don't leave your vehicle and start walking. That would be the worst thing to do. The last thing we want you to do is expose yourself physically to those elements that are out there, that wind and that cold, and there's a lot of moisture in this snow right now is going to drop your body temperature in a hurry. So try not to leave your vehicle if at all costs. Um, it's a whole lot easier to find you in a car than it is finding you walking down the side of the road. And uh, I'd much rather you hang out in your car and stay warm, listen to the radio, and uh, count how many cars drive by you, give you something to do. If you have a book in your car, read a book, hang out. Um, don't get in a hurry to go anywhere there is help coming. Somebody will be by to help you out shortly, but don't leave your car. That's the last thing that you want to do. Um, that exposure is just going to be really bad. So stay with your car, stay warm. And uh, that's again, why we talk about having that emergency kit ready to go in your car, having an extra blanket, having more food and water, um, <clears throat> keeping a, a light with you, a flashlight that's got good batteries. So if it ends up getting dark, you can flag somebody down. But uh, don't leave the car. Stay in your car. Um, trying to walk in these elements is just going to be very, very detrimental to your health. And, uh, yeah, once again, folks, if, if you end up uh, getting picked up by a friend or a family member, make sure that you do make that call to the Wyoming Highway Patrol. I would hate to have the troopers come upon your car not knowing where you're at, and then the search would be on, wouldn't it, LT? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to try and figure out where you're at, um, where you went. Um, why you abandoned your car. We found people that thought they were walking along the side of the road that were 150 yards out in the middle of a field. Wow. Uh, thank goodness we were able to find footprints and followed footprints for a while and were able to track people down that um, thought that they were walking in the right direction and had no idea that they were walking completely the wrong way. So, yeah, make sure that you stay with your vehicle. And if you are going to get a ride from somebody, let us know. Give us a shout. Say, hey, I'm leaving my car here. And then we know that you're safe. We know that somebody's going to come for your vehicle later, but that all the occupants that were in that vehicle are okay. Now, there are, uh, as you and I were discussing, sir, there's a lot of different kinds of tires out there. But honestly, does anything beat the old studded tires in this kind of weather? Man, those studded snow tires work really, really well. I will tell you that the uh, um, technology that has gone into some winter tires is is really good um the tires that i've seen some of the new tires that i've seen on cars michelin makes one right now that's a, a really good tire it's the tires that we have on my wife's car and uh they're a phenomenal snow tire um i'm very very impressed with them but yeah i mean it's a studded snow tire on a front wheel drive car you can go a lot of places with a studded snow tire on a front wheel drive car a lot of places it's impressive how well those studs break into that ice and give you a little bit more traction. Give you the kind of that cutting edge that you need to get anywhere that you need <laughs> exactly, to go. Exactly, absolutely. Now, um, 
At what point can folks use chains on highways or interstate? So, yeah, um, as long as there is uh, snow and ice on the road, um, there's if it's a dry paved road, there is a there is a statute against having that um, chain on a on a dry road, um, having metal that's in contact with the road. But uh, on snow and ice, if if you want to put tire chains or cables or even those snow socks that I've, that we've seen kind of show up in different places, um, and you feel more comfortable running around in those, by all means. Um, the only time that we would enforce a chain law is if we put a chain law in effect. And honestly, in a, when a chain law is in effect, the only vehicles that that really, by statute, um, applies to are commercial vehicles or vehicles that are not four-wheel drive. So if you have a four-wheel drive vehicle, um, you would not be required to put chains on your vehicle. Um, if you had just a two-wheel drive vehicle, you would then be required to have um, chains on the drive tires of that vehicle. Um, or if you're in a commercial vehicle, you'd be required to have chains on that commercial vehicle. Um, and that's when we when we enact the chain law. That would that's when it would be required to have those on. Um, we have not put a chain law in the seven years that I've been here. We've not put a chain law in effect on I-90. We do use them on the mountain passes. So both 16 Highway 16 going up to Powder River Pass and Highway 14 going up to Burgess. We we have put chain law in effect on those two stretches of road, but. In the seven years I've been here, we haven't had to put a chain law in effect, but by all means, I've recommended or even asked vehicles to put chains on because they were having such difficulty getting traction that, hey, look, if, if you don't want to have a tow truck come out here to have to tow you up the rest of the hill, let's get some chains on your truck and we'll get you out of here. I was coming out of Laramie one night, heading back home after a really long drill, and I thought a semi-truck trailer was parked right in the middle of the on-ramp. I thought, geez, that's a heck of a place for that guy to park. So I, I went around him, and uh, he wasn't parked. His tires were going. He just wasn't moving at all. So that black yeah. guy, I mean, some of the situations I've ended up driving through in this state uh, just shock me. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I got lucky. I married a girl from Minnesota, and she knows how to drive in this stuff as well as I do, maybe even a little bit better. Uh, before I let you go, sir, is there anything else you would like folks to know about driving in the weather today? Man, especially on a day like today, there's loved ones out there that truly care about you. I hope you got a wonderful, happy Valentine's Day from a loved one um, out in our community. Uh, and uh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there as well. And uh, I just want you to get home safe. Uh, there's There's people that truly do care about you and that, are concerned for your safety. So take your time. Don't get in a hurry. Go slow. Keep a full tank of gas in your car and uh, get home when you can get home and enjoy this wonderful Valentine's Day with your family. You can show up late to the date as long as you show up to the date. All right, sir. I greatly appreciate you uh, taking so much time with us today and you and your team be safe out there. Thanks, Floyd. You have a safe trip home, too, buddy. Call me if you need something, all right? Will do, sir. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Uprising co-founder Terry Markham. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. The Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. This is Dan Marshall with Captain Clean. While dirty ductwork and carpet doesn't necessarily mean unhealthy air in your home, school, or workplace, they may be contributing to larger health issues or harboring contaminants that could cause serious problems for people with respiratory health conditions, autoimmune disorders, or environmental allergies. Call Captain Clean today for your free HVAC and free carpet cleaning estimate. It's 100% free. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. I have some good news. Do tell. We have a few Honda Talon 1000Rs in stock. This is a perfect match for riders who like to tackle the rugged, wide-open terrain. And we also have a Honda Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew. This is a side-by-side that everyone's waiting for, room for six, and the power to tackle any job. Wow, that's great. And Honda is also offering killer financing on all Honda ATVs and side-by-sides with payments as low as $450 per month. For a great deal, check out Sheridan Power Sports today. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Uprising is a group of people that believe the exploitation of even one person is too much, and they work tirelessly to shine a light on how this is happening, especially here in Wyoming. They do this by working with law enforcement, other individuals, groups, organizations to create more awareness surrounding human trafficking and exploitation and they work to expand prevention education efforts for the safety of children. And joining me this morning is the co-founder of Uprising, Terry Markham, as well as Carla Creighton from the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange and Rhonda Weber 
from the Advocacy and Resource Center right here in Sheridan. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. All right. How are we doing in this weather? Terry, uh, <laughs> you and I were thinking about doing this over the phone, but you braved it. Yeah. It's more fun to be here in person. It is. Uh, it's it's uh, much better than having to do it over the phone. We all kind of learned that on the whole uh, COVID Mm-hmm. Uh, exchange. I had to do this for about six, seven months over the phone. Uh, how are you guys doing with the weather, Rhonda? Yeah, I think it's great. As long as I can be inside and look at it, it's beautiful. <laughs> I don't have to work out in it. So that's great. There you go. As long as you can look at it <laughs> and not feel it, everything's going to be all right. Right. Absolutely. Carla, how about you? Kind of the same way? I don't mind it a bit. No? No. It doesn't bother you at all. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I, I can't stand driving in this stuff. It gets more dangerous every year. Maybe I'm just getting older, less brazen in my in my uh, age. Now, uh, I know you guys, I know, Terry, just real quick, uh, we've got an event to talk about, but I wanted to, it's been a while since I had you in here. And you guys have done so much work down there at Uprising. Uh, I see your name all over the place. I hear your name uh, on the lips of uh, so many different law enforcement individuals. You know, we're working with Terry. Terry's over here. We got Terry up there at DCI, all kinds of different stuff. So with, I know you've been working with the Wyoming Division of Criminal Investigation, and I'm not looking to have you speak on anything that you can't. But can you share some of the efforts that are being made in these great partnerships? Oh, yeah. So the partnership with DCI is mostly prevention-based, actually. We've co-developed some resources for youth, and a lot of people don't realize um, that DCI, specifically their Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, um, part of the work they do is uh, getting to go and talk to communities and students. So they go into schools and stuff just like us, um, and we realized that we were preaching a lot of the same things. And so now we've sort of combined efforts. Um, And then most recently, we've been working on a film tour of a film called Sextortion, The Hidden Pandemic that's going city to city throughout Wyoming. Um, We're also partnering with the Division of Victim Services and our U.S. Attorney's Office on that. And it's been really successful just getting the word out. And yeah, I love those guys. Now, when it comes to that film, I've got a little something down here. There has been that great effort to have folks attend viewings of uh, Sextortion, the hidden pandemic. It happened here in Sheridan on February 2nd. Uh, Was there a good turnout for that? Yeah, we were actually really pleased with the turnout here in Sheridan because it was the showing where we've had the most youth come out, like youth coming with their parents, and nothing thrills me more than that because it's fostering those conversations between the adults and the kids and so um i would love to bring it back because i i still i'd rather see a full auditorium i think we had close to 40 people at this showing um but we'd love to bring it again in the fall because i think it's so important and it's a crime that's um just rapidly rising even in wyoming yeah and and those types of things can be going on and parents don't even know about it Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I had you on the show, you talked about, uh, 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 well, a strategy used by uh, these individuals that they go on uh, like consoles, game consoles, mm-hmm. and pose as children to gain the trust and confidence of other kids that they might be playing a video game with. And that blew my mind. Um, something, you know, so innocent, you know, and that I thought I thought is great. I like to jump on there, play with my buddies every once in a while. You know, not too many people still like to play Tron, so it's good to have. <laughs> I didn't know anyone still plays Tron. <laughs> it's, it's, 
But, but it, it's good I to think, have buddies to do it with. And, and then to have someone use that as like a weapon against children just disgusts me. It's really cool. It's awesome to get to play with people around the world and connect in ways that you never could before. But you also have to remember there's bad people out there as well. Like, yeah. would you ever take your child and drop them off at like a mall with thousands of people that you don't know from around the world? Without giving them any sort of guidance or protection? Yeah. No, it's the same as online spaces. Those are real spaces with real people. And unfortunately, real crimes are occurring on them too. And I, I would argue even more dangerous because, you know, in some cases, kids can look up and see, hey, that guy looks looks shady. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep away from that individual. Whereas these kids are essentially being catfished into believing that this is 10-year-old Teddy from Illinois. You know, and it's not. Uh, it's somebody trying to victimize them. Um, 100%. And, and so I'm, I, I've been talking about that. I've been trying to make parents aware of that on this show because it just kind of caught me by surprise. And I know it probably caught a, a lot of other parents by surprise. So having those conversations with the kids is hard. But in this day and age, it is vital. It is yeah. necessary that we sit them down and have these conversations and view things like sextortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, a lot of folks have difficulty having these conversations with their kids. That might be a doorway, you know, mm-hmm. take them to this film and be like, okay, now let's start a conversation just here at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have uh, a lot of Q and a opportunities at the end of that film? We and- did. Yeah. We're doing panel discussions at the end of every film. So we have local law enforcement. We had our sheriff on the panel. We had, um, one of the lieutenants from the PD on the panel. We had someone from the attorney's U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, so we try to make them as robust as possible to answer any kind of questions that would come up from the audience. And you feel that it was pretty fruitful. That's this. the best part of it. Yeah, to watch that interaction. Uh, parents get to ask these questions kind of like me where I'm, you know, mind blown, the console thing. Uh, education isn't just for the kids. It's for us, too. We need 100%. to know what's going on. Um, now, uh, as we move on down, what is a tunnel of oppression? What What is that? I am so excited about the tunnel of oppression. This is actually, it's um, it's an event that takes place all around. It's not a unique thing to us. We've heard about doing a tunnel of, of oppression and wanted to do one for a while, and it's really been spearheaded by Larissa Bonnet out at Sheridan College with their Campus Life program. She really wanted to bring this <clears throat> program to the college, and what it is, it's literally a physical, multi-sensory experience, like an exhibit that you walk through that shines a light on different types of like social injustices and types of oppression that are still currently happening in our communities today. So it's it's a really neat experience. Um, Uprising got to take part in one in Sweetwater County several months back. And um, it's just, it's so cool. It's really hard to explain, but that's why I brought all my friends here today. Because um, we have multiple people who are doing displays in our tunnel um, that's starting next week. And so I brought a couple of my friends so they could maybe explain a little bit about what their displays are going to cover ours is obviously going to cover human trafficking so yeah. we're going to try to step you into an illicit massage brothel in our display piece and um, bring you into a couple survi- local survivors stories now 
what is the advocacy center going to be putting up in this tunnel? And Rana, have you ever seen one of these? Um, I have not seen one in person. Of course, when Larissa spearheaded this, you know, she sent us all kinds of links um, from different events all over the nation. So I was able to view them on YouTube and read about um, different events from all over to really get an idea of it, because it's really hard for me without having seen it in person to try to visualize and exhibit. Yeah. And um, so that was really helpful. We're so thankful to Larissa and the college to bring this here because, you know, oppression um, and and the discussion of it is, I think, starting to gain traction um, in rural communities. And so now it presents the opportunity where we can really show what oppression is and the intersectionality of all of it, you know. And so we, the center, I kind of, I was just telling Terry, kind of... Um, I could have done it on a major level and done just straight across victimization, oppression and victimization, um, tried to, and then I brought it down even a little bit more micro to victim blaming. And so in our society, in our culture, um, even system based, we have a lot of, um, thoughts and ideas and beliefs and traditions about victimization, um, specifically towards women. And as a result of that, um, victim blaming has has come out of that and it's it's just really another tool to further oppress victims and so we're talking about it on a really micro level and how harmful it is and how victim blaming um keeps victims oppressed now what is this thing made of like if i were to look at it what what am i looking at it's so i know i'm with you i'm I'm building it Thursday, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see then. But um, from my understanding, you know, it is an exhibit. So, you know, participants will be able to walk through and immerse themselves in different exhibits. There will be a tunnel portion. And then there's some rooms available as well um, so that it, they can actually go into a full exhibit. I think I think Terry and Uprising are probably utilizing a room where we will be a part of the tunnel. So when you walk through the Advocacy and Resource Center portion of the tunnel, the um, Participants are going to be met with very eye-catching, colorful, uh, traumatizing, victim-blaming phrases yeah. um, by law enforcement. We have, you know, we have specifically our exhibit has like a silhouette of a law enforcement officer with all different kinds of victim-blaming um, statements on that. Um, there's a silhouette of a of a young lady and her child with the effects of victim-blaming on her. So on her silhouette is written the, the things that sh- a victim, a normal um, female victim of domestic violence would say to herself as a result of the victim blaming, like, yes, it's all my fault. I should have left sooner, things like that. And then at the end of our portion of the tunnel will be an opportunity for participants to create the change and write something inspiring and encouraging and supportive to victims instead. So we're really asking them to recognize that victim blaming is harmful, how it's used um, as a tool of oppression yeah. and and then inspire change. Yeah. It's, it's just another tool of the oppressor, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, well, what do they call that? Gaslighting? Yes. When, yeah. when I switch it around and I, and I make it your fault. Yeah. This well, and the root of oppression, you know, when we're talking about oppression, there's always the oppressor and then there's the someone on the other end of that. And so when we're talking about victimization, there's always an aggressor and then a victim. And so it's it's um, to to relate victimization to oppression is is very simple because that's where it's all rooted in. Yeah. 
Carla, how about you and your team? First off, I want to thank you for everything that you do. Uh, you. Those kids, you know, coming out of some of these situations, talk about lost, you know, um, and, and to be that little and not know where to go for help, for compassion, it's it's heartbreaking. So thank you for everything that you do, Carla. And and, and how are you going to be participating in this? We're, we're very excited that Larissa and the college, you know, invited us to do this but we we really wanted to make people have the experience of what it's like for a child going into foster care and entering the foster care system so that's what you'll see in our part of the tunnel a lot of people don't realize what that first those first crucial hours look like for a foster kid god so that normally they see their parent arrested and if it's a if it's a drug scenario, of course they don't get to bring any of their clothing with, and usually they get hair follicle tested unless it's the middle of the night before they come see us. So that's that's one of their first stops. A lot of them before they come to us, I had I had some kiddos last year that that were at the jail all night before, you know, they came with the caseworker to get new clothes from us. So what a scary situation for a little, you know, just to stand there and watch all these uh, individuals in uniform who are trying to help them. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, these officers are trying to help them, but they don't understand that. They just know that, well, they came, they took dad, mm-hmm. they took mom, they took me out of bed and now they're plucking hairs out of my head, you know, and taking and taking away all of my things because I don't get to bring my clothes. I don't, yeah. maybe I don't get to go with my siblings Maybe I don't get to see my friends anymore. It's a lot of trauma for these little people within a short amount of time. And so your section, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through there, and I'm going to get an idea, even just, just an idea of what that's like for a little one to go through in a day. Yes, that's, that's how our exhibit is set up. Um, we've, we've got, you know, a, a law enforcement, you know, and... and uh, we've got a, a lab set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it just really is meant to give people a picture of of the children and what they what they go through. It's um, I've I've seen it firsthand, yeah. and um, it's not easy for any of them. But I mean, it's it's like in one moment you lose everything, and sometimes they sit in the room with um, with with someone who's deciding their future. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, where am I going to go? I don't have any of my people anymore. I don't have any of my things anymore. What Everyone's a stranger. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can, you know, show people what it's like, what they're coming out of and how we come alongside to help, that's that's what we're trying to, to accomplish with this. We really want to show people, you know, what these kids go through so we can better support them in our community. I think both of those are excellent displays uh, and, and something that isn't addressed often enough uh, on both regards, victim blaming and what a child goes through as, you know, hey, maybe it took us forever to get this bad guy, but we got him. And so we're kind of excited that we got him, but we got to remember, we don't want to create another one. You mm-hmm. know, we, mm-hmm. we don't want to perpetuate that belief that law enforcement is bad by right. showing his children, you know, who probably have mm-hmm. no idea what dad is doing, by mm-hmm. the way, none at all. Uh, you know, just these individuals have come into my house and took everything away from me. And, and so it's really, really tough situation for some of these kids. Um, Terry, 
how did all of this really uh, uh, come together? How long did it take you to get your team? Oh, uh, man. Larissa has been working on this for months. We have literally been meeting up for months, and um, it's multiple agencies involved. It, there's multiple of the programs at the college that are making displays, um, Advocacy Center, Sheridan Foster Parent, and ourselves, of course, but then we also have um, Sheridan County Public Health is involved. They're doing a display. VOA is doing a display. The VA is doing a display. So you're going to go in and you're going to be immersed in a lot of topics. Um, I, I know we're talking about book banning. We're talking about immigration. We're talking about privilege and health care, sexual assault, mental illness, moral injury. Um, it kind of sounds like a real downer, huh? But well, it's well, but start some conversation. That's exactly you know? what it's yeah. meant to do, right? Um, and then we're going to have time at the end of the tunnel. There's going to be resources. There's going to be um, a part where they can sort of process what they saw and hopefully leave lighter and not be, you know, leaving that experience completely bogged down, but knowing that there is help out there um, and there's ways to address this. But we really want to spark some thoughtful conversation, and I think that's what this really came about. And there's just been so much planning into it. I think it's going to be a fabulous event. And, you know, I, I think it'll really spark the hearts of some people who want to help, because I know there's a lot of folks who want to help out there. Yeah. And I think when we talk, you know, when you hear oppression or, you know, how it's trending kind of in social media right now and 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 talking about solutions regarding oppression, it it's really on a large scale that I think overwhelms people like right. people, I think, can can kind of understand the oppression within um, genders, within races and things like that. And so, you know, this really explores the intersectionality of all of this stuff, you know, so you can imagine walking through the tunnel, be your person walking through the tunnel and maybe they have been trafficked and maybe they have been victimized or maybe they grew up in the foster system and these, these oppressions that happen to an individual over time, what does that really mean on a large scale? Um, and, and that's what we're challenging people to explore is, what how how can we shift this socially so that we can dismantle oppression really and um and and create a life for everybody that that is equal and fair terry when and where can i see this uh i'm out of time yes so it's going to be at the cooey library which is the library on the sheridan college campus um all next week so it starts the 20th and runs through the 26th you can find the times online there's facebook event um and all of that jazz. So we'll get that info to you. But pretty much any time that you'd expect the college library to be open, you can go view it. Ladies, thank you so much for braving the cold and coming to see us. I greatly appreciate that. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
Moss Holder's 18,000 square foot showroom is packed with furniture. So this President's Day weekend, save on every single purchase made at Moss Holders. For just four days, receive discounts on every sofa and sectional, every bedroom set and mattress, every dining set, and every accessory. No matter what room in your home you're looking to update, Moss Holders has in-stock inventory to accommodate your needs. If you can't find the perfect piece in stock, Moss Holders has discounts on every single order as well. Moss Holders President's Day sale this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 672-0785. We're heating things up this month at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Today through Friday, February 25th, we're giving away $200 in gift cards each day. A total of $2,000 in gift cards this month. So come in and register today. In fact, you can come in and register every day. No purchase necessary. You can't win if you don't sign up. We're giving away $2,000 in gift cards at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Sign up today at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE! 